0: This is the Cherry Leaf Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Cherry Leaf Podcast. This is another walking podcast, but I've learned my lesson from last time. I've got to the top of the hill before I've started to record. And normally about this time of year, we look at future trends and what trends there might be in technical communication and UX writing for 2021 and beyond. I am in the Bedfont Lakes Country Park, which isn't too far from Heathrow Airport. And it's a beautiful, cloud-free winter's day. And the sound from the airport is travelling across, travelling much more than it normally would do. So there is some background noise of aircraft revving up about three or four miles away. We crossed the border into London. It's a 72 and a half hectare local nature reserve. It's got lakes and wetlands and meadows. There are sheep sitting down on the grass in front of me, one side, as I was walking up the hill, there were some Canada geese, about 20 of them, lying down on some grass elsewhere. And I'm at the top of what's called Millennium Mound. And as you might guess from the name, the Millennium Mound has been around since millennium. There's a stone plinth on the top with a marker saying that it was built in AD 2000 and distance markers to different places. And we're also close to the railway line. It's the train to Windsor going past. So last year we did some predictions. We predicted that there would be a continued growth in UX writings and in API documentation writing. And we also said we're overdue for an economic shock and there's a chance that there might be an economic downturn in 2020. Well, we got that right. I don't think any of us expected a downturn as comprehensive and as long as worldwide as we've had or for the reasons why we've had one but there you go. So what are the likely trends for 2021? Well in some ways they will be a continuation of what there has been for the last few years. There still will be with the growth of the internet of things this growth in APIs and documentation that's needed for those, which tends to be more focused on a developer audience. There's still going to be growth with software as a service and web-based applications, and the move of the help content into the user interface and the focus on usability and onboarding. And in terms of new stuff, well, one likely change as a consequence of so many people working from home at the moment, is that we may see a growth in voice-orientated user interfaces where people are using devices like Alexa Echo Dots and their mobile phones to ask questions, to complete tasks and the like. So we have seen many predictions for chatbots I see it slightly differently than rather being text-based, pseudo-conversational interactions, but that generated by voice. And the lockdown may well continue into a good chunk of 2021, people working from home. I think Google has everybody working from home until July 21. And it may well be that organizations see benefits in continuing The way of working, where certain people are working all or part of the time away from an office. And in some ways, that's really all the predictions that we could see for 2021. But that would make a pretty short podcast episode. So I also posed the question on social media, on Slack, on Twitter and on LinkedIn, and asked other people for their opinions of where they thought technical communication was going for the next 12 months and so on. So I'm going to walk down from the top of the mound and go round the path on the country park to find somewhere that's a little bit quieter and uh, use the trees as a buffer to reduce the amount of noise from the airport. One response was from Chris Williams. He said, Digital transformation got the biggest kick in the pants this year. The remote work engine will continue roaring forward next year. With that comes a much bigger total audience for documentation and UX via applications, services, and infrastructure. Not only does this indicate a need for more technical communicators, but it would also indicate a greater need for editors, professionals who maintain and manage actively used documentation sets and user experiences. These roles cross across a few job types, content strategists, documentation management, and so on. But their value within those roles will either magnify or spawn a wholly new role focused on said editing duties. So I also posed the question on Twitter, and I got a lot of replies from that, and there was a Interesting conversation that was going back and forth between a number of people on one particular theme. I'll pick up on that in a minute. I'm now on the Trim Trail, which is a walk around the park with machines that you can use to exercise. But uh, we won't do that. So Robert Dupre said, with COVID, I'm getting job leads for remote jobs across Canada and the USA. I wonder if this will be the new normal even after the pandemic ends. That impetus less for people being within commuting distance of an office, extending it perhaps to be within a time zone. Maybe that opens up opportunities for technical communicators. Rahel Bailey said, I have thoughts too long to put into a tweet. And we might get Rahel back on the podcast to find out what those are. Moko Trepsig said, conversational user interfaces. So he's thinking along similar lines to what we were. the train to Windsor. John Kearney said, I'm seeing a trend. Technical authors slash writers are increasingly thought of as people who only write highly technical content. For example, APIs, SDKs and so on. While other software content work is assigned trendy recent job titles such as UX writer and content designer. And that led to a conversation thread going where Craig Wright said, I think it's come about for a few reasons. Technical in the job title. Tech writers in Gov do seem to work exclusively on APIs, etc. So another job title was needed for end-user content. Apps that need UX, but not long-form content. Orgs being more familiar with copywriters. Also, as a profession, we have been terrible at selling ourselves. People in other roles rarely know and understand what we do. And Louise Leck joined the thread and said, just follow Google ads for tech writers. No job without coding experience, being able to contribute code snippets, etc. Sounds like an engineering job to me. And lots of people writing job descriptions just follow what other companies do. And then John replied, most of the tech author writer jobs I see popping up on LinkedIn or mailed to me from recruiters don't require coding or engineering skills. But that isn't a perfect sampling exercise, I admit. Throughout my career, I've often come across roles I can't apply for because I'm not a coder. But I couldn't say personally whether it's more common these days. I've been lucky enough to carve myself a bit of a niche. And Louise came back and saying, there are trends. I believe people like to hire those like themselves with similar background and education. It's that simple. So many different technologies. Hard to choose. Hard to guess who might fit. And Craig came back and said, That's the same for me, but maybe in the USA, especially in the Bay Area, it's a different story? Question mark. Personally, if tech writing is to become API-focused, I'm happy to be called a content designer instead. Well, we'll come back to some thoughts on that towards the end. I'll read out some more comments. Vinish Garg said... The biggest and fastest changes are seen in fast-growing startups who design help centers that intersect on customer docs, developer docs, and branded content. The marketeers want to see how technical documents can be strategic levers for positioning, conversions, and brand advocacy. The comments I got from LinkedIn were mostly from people from India, so a different perspective, perhaps. Sumit Bachar said, briefly, mockdown, UX writing, containerization, and cloud! Exclamation mark. Rahul Khan, who is a safe agilist, helping companies in agile transformation, said it will depend on sector. The IT sector should always think to automate it. If it can't automate it, then don't do it. Automation of documents is the future. How is subjective? Voice search will grow. Sonia Verma, who's a technical writer and involved with developer documentation said, more companies using open source tools such as GitHub for documentation and encouraging participation from their user community. Colin Hills, PhD, FISTC, Senior Technical Writer at White Hat Security, said, "Antora and associated use of CI, CD pipelines for publishing. So Antura is a publishing tool where you can take content written in AsciiDoc, doc, a lightweight markup language, and publish it as web pages. Your content can be stored in GitHub and CICD continuous integration and continuous development. So the idea is you can make a change in the code or the comments within the code and that can automatically ripple through to be published with the overnight build in the documentation. I've just walked to the edge of one of the lakes now. It's a big reflection, a lot quieter. There's reed banks around the side and there's two birds swimming across the lake which are black with white markings on their noses. I think they're grebes. And earlier on the other lake, there were some swans that I saw. Lewis Pert, who's a technical writer at Buckley Systems, said, more interactive help guides. I'm writing process instruments for manufacturing and expect more operation-based integration meaning completion of instructions with some input is a requirement to finish a task. Alok Singh said instilling confidence in others through robust content and learning experiences. Markdown will continue to make inroads, and Ditter XML will die a slow death like soap. Sandeep Medikonda, technical writer at ServiceNow, said may still be early for 2021, but how about moving away from metadata-based content development to knowledge graph-based content development, which results in an enriched user experience? Knowledge graphs provide much deeper object mapping compared to the traditional metadata approach. And there are a number of developments and movements within the knowledge graph field. A lot of that pioneered by Facebook. It will be an interesting area to see how that develops and whether that extends into technical documentation. Anand Rajaraman, Senior Technical Writer at Identiv, says maybe product makers or service providers may own their help documents like how Alexa skills behave and can enable or disable their help documents using the required apps or in the browser, maybe like a plugin on the gadget or machine. You can call this help, which can be voice-driven. You can add topics to your device to make it more interactive. Malsumi Nanda, technical writer at Aquera wrote, microcontent, speech-based content, and API-related documentation are the in thing. When it comes to tools, it is Docosaurus and Zendesk. Gautam Kumar, senior technical writer at ZS Associates, replied DocOps, full text search, and blended learning. And Chandra Lekha B, she's a senior technical writer at Oracle of India, suggested chatbots integration. And Ashari Chatterjee Dutta, senior information engineer and UX UI writer said interactive help guides. So there are some common themes. Some people also having similar thoughts about conversational user interfaces, voice as being something that may grow in use in the future. I said I'd come back to that conversation thread with Louise Craig and John about job titles and whether the role is becoming more technical. I think there's a almost like a Venn diagram of different forces that is out there. That there are some companies where one of the big challenges with documentation is localization. They have to write the content in English and localize it to multiple languages. And they have the challenge of complexity. And therefore, their focus is on things like semantics and structure, making the process of translating a lot easier. That you've got another force for some organizations of software as a service, and that model for selling the product, and a push for speed to change, usability, user interface. And that that is pushing the documentation towards... Approaches for publishing where it can be changed easily, it can be changed quickly, the content can be embedded within the application. Another push for a different category of organizations is the Internet of Things, where you've got computers talking to computers or machines being controlled by computers, and that whole growth in APIs, developers building things. Continuous integration, continuous development, docs like code, And because it's for a developer audience, then yes, for that subset, there will be some documentation that is about getting their application to work with your application. Although there's still a lot of documentation needed around what does this thing do? Why should I use it? Who is it for? What problem does it solve? And then the fourth circle, as it were, that there could be in this Venn diagram is product safety. That being the key driver, particularly for physical objects, consumer products, where documentation is a legal requirement. Therefore, you see differences with different organizations. Some are only within a circle that doesn't interact or doesn't intersect, I should say, with any of those other three circles. You've got some organizations where there's an overlap between another force and they're looking to manage those two competing pressures and then there are some organizations particularly the large software companies where they have to manage all of those different factors and come up with a approach to documentation that meets all of those needs. So those are as I said I'll repeat those localization I guess what you might call software as a service or web-based applications sold on a subscription basis the internet of things or apis and then consumer-based physical products where product safety is is an issue so that's it for this episode we'll post a link to the question posed on linkedin and on twitter so you can add your thoughts to that thread as well we're continuing Rolling out some new training courses, virtual classroom courses at the moment. If you have a look at our training section on our website, you will see some new stuff there. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, it is Ellis Pratt, E-L-L-I-S-P-R-A-T-T. Our website is cherryleaf.com. If you're interested in talking to us about anything, then you can email us, info at cherryleaf.com as well. Otherwise, that's it for this episode. Sorry about the noise from the aircraft and the trains. I hope it wasn't too bad. Until the next time, bye bye.